0: Hello again, everyone. I'm Matt Lachlan. Welcome to the official Devils podcast. As we get ready for the father's trip to begin, we are pleased to be joined by the dads of two Devils players. David Blackwood has joined us. His son, Mackenzie, the Devils goalie, who's had a phenomenal year. And we're also joined by Doug Severson, whose son, Damon, is a key cog in the Devils defense core. And so, gentlemen, welcome. To our podcast, thank you. Good
1: hey, work. how's it going, Maddie?
0: Real well, uh, Doug. <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, we'll start with you. You had experience on this previously. What are you looking forward to about this one?
1: You know, what it's funny to say that because, uh, as we we're pulling up here today, I said today because Damon just said he's just been busy, busy, they've been going, going type of thing, and I said, I can't wait. Uh, the biggest thing I'm looking for, I can't wait for you to go have a shave because he's really to get pretty grubby. So I just, I just said to him this morning, you got to go have a shave. And so he's just like, okay, Dad, after we go for dinner tonight, he goes, you know, we're going to go room up. And uh, he goes, I'm going to go in and, and have a shave just for you. So I maybe
0: got a little influence on him. I don't know. So hopefully he's clean
1: shaving for the game tomorrow.
0: I'm sure he will. No question about it. Uh, David, this is your first in the NHL, but back in the day in juniors or whatever have you, were their fathers trips? Similar to what you're about to embark on?
2: No, actually, this is uh, I'm a rookie. This is new for me, so it's quite exciting. Yeah, all the dads have been uh, fantastic getting to meet them all, and uh, so far the team's been uh, treating us like kings. It's been it's amazing. Yeah. I think
0: I think you'll find uh, that you'll be surprised by the amount of food that will be consumed <laughs> over the next couple of days. The Never Hungry League, yeah, the NHL. I,
2: well, I definitely have seen that. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you know, again, being a first timer here, so. Um, A few fathers have told me that's what the NHL stands for, the Never Hungry League, and it comes to fruition. I I don't think I've stopped eating. Just jumping in on that,
1: Uh, I'm telling you, I'm watching his son tricking the way he he rocks (laughs) and rolls there. Mackenzie, this morning, he looks at me, I sat right beside him when we were in the room, and he looks and I said, hey... Are those pancakes any good? And he just looks and says, "I just love pancake. They they don't make them <laughs> well, like this."
2: <laughs> you know, honestly, I don't even think he tastes this food. The way he eats it, really, <laughs> seriously, it <laughs> just it just gets wolfed down. Well, like,
1: he's really. he's put together though. Like I tell you what, for
2: yeah,
1: you know, you took a look at Mackenzie. He just goes in there and he gets eats. Has his pancakes, the next thing you know, he's having some yogurt. He just yeah. like looks at me just like this is so good. And, he, and he's, he's living just, the dream,
2: I'll tell you. <laughs> for a kid that likes to eat this. We is-
1: we chuckled because uh, as as I was coming in again, Damon was talking about when Mackenzie came over to his place for supper. Yeah, oh yeah. The one night and uh and so Dre, this is this is funny because David's girlfriend Dre says, You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a supper and I'm gonna do it and of course they call it a dinner here. But I'm going to do a dinner and I'm going to make it for about six people. I I just don't want to be short because David and Mackenzie are both (laughs) eat lots. And she goes, there was not one thing left. (laughs) Because David can eat. Mackenzie can eat. Oh, my God. And then uh, Mackenzie, she says, do you like uh, dessert at all? And he's just like, wow, I don't really like dessert that much. And between David and Mackenzie, I think she made like 12 cookies and something like brownies. I don't even know what it was, brownies or something. <laughs> she goes, like, everything was almost gone there, too. So those guys went to town. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but one of those things, like, you know, if you can have your teammate over. And yeah. McKenzie was just like, hey, I'll come on over. So uh, yeah, they did a great, great job, I think, cooking. And yeah, they were just having a great time that night. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: Well, the two big fellas, and so they yeah. can pack them. And, and and the good thing about hockey is that they'll work them off. Oh, yeah. Now, unfortunately, some of us, and you're looking at one of them, Has to watch that waste a little bit when we uh, chow down. But uh, for the two young fellas, not a problem. They'll burn it off quickly. So what's the best part about getting together with people who have the same experience as you? Because it's rare. I mean, you're at the top of the pyramid, a father of an NHL player. What do you guys talk about?
2: You know our our kids really. Um, you know just talking talking about stories. Uh, some of the fathers fathers have shared a few of the stories of uh, their kids. I've shared a few of mine with uh, about Mac. Um, you know anything and everything. Um, how the year is going? Um, obviously, yesterday we were uh, You know a lot of us were talking about some of the trades that occurred. Uh, we just found out just before the uh, the game. Um, so that was um, that was a big buzz around the uh, the room for us last night.
1: Well, even then, Mackenzie and David had gone and played uh, with Team Canada over in uh, the World Championships Championships last (laughs) year. So we, uh, I didn't go, and and uh, my wife did, but. but uh, I don't know if anybody went for you guys or not. Nobody, nobody nope. from
2: our family went. No, um, it gets a little costly going across yeah, yeah. Europe. Uh, <laughs> Put over know, the <laughs> pod, and I think they were gone for three. Yeah, three they and were half gone. It was a yeah. long time. Yeah, so, so, so time. you know,
1: you start yeah. chatting up and just saying the experience, and yeah. like when Damon scored that goal with point four seconds left. You brought that. I even forgot yeah, about it. And I'm right. like, yeah, 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 that was awesome. Like, yeah. It was just all the good experiences that. Uh, that you
2: have, and and yeah. you you'd been to Europe with the uh, World Juniors. I went with Mac. Uh, Mac played for the uh, the Canadian World Juniors three years ago, four. Yeah, I guess it was about four years ago now in Helsinki. So that was a that was a good time. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, so. yeah it was a lot of fun. Um, that was a year Mac was having. Uh, he had a great year, but he had a couple of suspensions that year. And uh, just before what, the tournament before he began, he turned, and carried
0: into the tournament. Did, what did yeah.
1: he get a suspension for?
2: Well, uh, this is a story we gotta, gotta hear, this one, wanna, daddy, yeah. hear. This one, Maddie. This one. I happened to be down in, um, uh, down in, God, was it Guelph? I can't remember where the first suspension occurred, but, uh, you know, I happened to be behind the net watching the game, and he was getting um, uh, pestered by a particular guy on that team. He was constantly coming up near him, hitting him in the back of the legs, uh, taking his feet out on him, and there was no calls being made. And uh, so, you know, a goalie, he's usually pretty calm-natured and calm-mannered and, uh, you know, takes, you know, everything with a grain of salt. But this guy was getting under his skin. And uh, the last uh, straw he had was a guy came up behind him. The play went to the side, and he came from behind him and kind of slashed the back of his legs. And Matt came over with his stick instinctively. And uh, he's never done this before, and he chopped him on the shoulder. And so he got in the OHL. He got quite a suspension. I think he ended up with um, five or seven games or somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, And then uh, he ended up with – so that was the one that – but prior to that – um, he had a suspension for shooting the puck over the glass in the same season. And it was just one of those things. He was clearing the puck out and it happened to go over the glass and they called him on uh intentional, uh, you know, intent to injure the fans. I don't know what it was, honestly. <laughs> but he got a couple of games for that too. It's just crazy. And uh, so, yeah, he had to carry the suspension into the uh, World Juniors. i never heard yeah, of that Yeah, so before. he missed the first two games, I think Yeah, it was. Yeah, the first two games. And then he came back in. And so it was a little, uh, you know, a little rusty for him getting back into the world juniors i think there's some controversy over whether or not he should have um, jumped in or not you know the, with the fact that um, he was suspended and uh, had a little rust under his belt um so yeah he missed a few weeks just before the world juniors and um but you know it was a great experience again it was a lot of fun going there and seeing helsinki and uh, my first time across the pond yeah, yeah, awesome. so it was quite an experience for us um we ended up uh, um, going toe to toe with the Finland uh, uh, team that won the gold that year. We lost in the um, in the uh, semis, I believe it was six five. It's basically a shooting spree. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had guys like Sebastian Aho and oh, yeah. uh, Patrick Liney and open. all these boys on the uh, Finland team. They had a strong team, but we had a good team too. We had Mitch Marner and uh, Jake and a lot of those boys
0: were on the team, so
2: we had a good team as well.
0: We yeah. just uh, couldn't pull it through. So- solid club. I- I'm going to get back to that, you know, as your son's play moves along and you keep finding yourself moving up the ladder with some other great players too but I want to I want to get back to the emotional side of play you know as a father of three boys none of whom played at that level high school sports was it but you know you run that fine balance between it's a competition you want a little fire in the belly but Okay, you know you're teaching some lessons about fair play and dealing with other people and bad calls, and you've got to accept them and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like the story, to be honest with you, David, mm-hmm. about a, a, a little bit of passion because, yeah. well, I think of Billy Smith or Ronnie Hextall. There are a couple of goalies who mm-hmm. use, yeah, use yeah. yeah, 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 use yeah. that that that, job. That, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that energy <laughs> yeah. and that emotion to good cause. So wh- what was it like? I'll start with you, Doug, uh, as Damon starts to move along and. Hockey and goes to the WHL. He wasn't a high draft choice, but there he is in the Western Hockey League. you got to play with fire. You're developing a human being too. How did you do that?
1: You know, with him, he hates to lose. Like, he just, he's got, if you put him in a 50-50 battle, I would say 95% of the time, like if it's, you know, I don't care who it's against, he's going to he's gonna come out on top. And uh, it's, it's one of those things that, Right from when he was like little, uh, we used to go downstairs and and our our house was undeveloped and uh, in the basement and I've told this story many times that he'd he'd say dad like I gotta go and shoot I gotta shoot 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 and it'd be right from he was three years old and I'd strap on the pillows and and go in that and stuff like that he would shoot shoot he'd be soaked just sweating and he'd be just like I'd say okay it's good no no just a couple more a couple more. you know one one of those things and so then this summer. Actually, we went to Kelowna, and there's a long drive contest. And I knew, that, and now I don't know what's, what it's like for you with Mackenzie, for anything, like. but I used to be able to drive Damon by 30, 40, 50, <laughs> 50 yards. Like, I would just <laughs> be like, oh, 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 like, you know, just, hey, this is all good. Yeah. And then uh, this summer, frick, we went to this golf tournament, and uh, he was on one mm-hmm. team for a scramble of a team of, uh, of three guys and him, and, and all day he was out-driving everybody by... 30, 40, 50 yards, every drive. And I'm just like, oh, freaking, of course, got my juices flowing a little bit because I'm still competitive too. And uh, I freaking let, it, I think I almost threw my damn back out. It was crazy. <laughs> Anyways, uh, teed off and uh, I let it go. And uh, and then he goes and he blasts. And I'm like, he just freaking killed me like, again. Yeah, there's no doubt. And we went up there and there was like, everybody's golf ball was like, like sorted together at the probably 150 and here we are we're all both like maybe 50 yards from the green and there's one ball that's maybe three to five yards ahead of the other one we checked it and i'm just like come on come on and you should have saw his face when he saw it was my ball that was out in front and it was a long drive I actually one like a gps garmin golf watch and nice. stuff like that and his face was like oh freaking Still got me got this it. time but you're never gonna get me again so <laughs> you know so you go back and say like, you know what? He's got those competitive juices. Like, I don't care what it is. He wants to, he wants to su- succeed and, and really do well and, and, and really win. Like, you know, last night when the boys were down two, I think, you know, when you say before, like the trade, like there was just a lot going on mm-hmm. and he had texted back when he first got to the rink and we were just, our faces were all just like, oh my gosh, big trades and stuff. Well, big trade at the time. And, uh, I think the guys were really rattled and they, you know, yeah, they were down to so, yeah. nothing quick yeah. and. You know, I like the resolve to come back, and, and that's a big win, like last night. That was a huge win, Mackenzie yeah. was freaking yeah. a wall in net. Like, he was ridiculous, yeah. actually. <laughs> you know, it was one those, I, I asked him, I said, I said, a lot of those shots were getting you the, the belly, hey? And he just goes, it's all
0: in the position. You know, I was, uh, He goes, they were going to beat me last night after the first two. So. Yeah. And he's got it, too, so yeah. it's, it's yeah. beautiful. Well, Chico Resch is my broadcast partner, a former goalie. He oh, loves yeah. yeah, Mackenzie, and he talks highly about him, and... We were just amazed at the number of shots. He actually, McKenzie last night, knocked Chico and Marty Brodeur out of the Devil's record book. They had both had the record for most saves in a game oh, really? at 51. Uh-oh. Marty in a one nothing overtime win against the New York Rangers. Oh, Chico in a 6-5 loss uh, to, oh, I forgot the team now, back in 1984. But now at 52 right? saves, McKenzie is number one. So Chico <laughs> is happy to cede to the crown. But you know what he mentioned? Brian Sutter had hooked him on a goal. It must have been the St. Louis Blues. Oh, so it's yeah. still from 1984 <laughs> to 2000. Still sticks. That's in that competitive. Yeah, yeah, that's right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. uh, Mackenzie competitive early as well.
2: Oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's always got to be the best at everything he does, and he's always been a you know a beast. You look at him right now; he's obviously a strong uh, specimen. Um, you know, again, he's. I always wanted to win. Um, but, you know, again, in, in terms of hockey, um, you know, he's never really, early on, he never had a passion, never really um, found a niche for hockey. So he wasn't that competitive. In ho- I shouldn't say that. Um, he was a forward when he first started, but uh, he didn't like guys scoring against them. He wasn't all that thrilled about scoring. But he wouldn't allow guys to score him, so he would sit in front of the net and block shots and uh, basically be a goalie. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Besides him, he'd be a damn power forward. That's, yeah. what I'm <laughs> that's a, a big oh, yeah. boy. It's it's funny, yeah, because I uh, you know he ended up quitting hockey for uh, for a year and uh, didn't want to play uh, hockey. Just it's yeah, not for me, and uh, you know that's fine. Whatever you find what what you're interested in, but um, he's always been you know again interested in in sports and athletics. But um, you know it's just a matter of finding what he wants to do. So he took that year off, and uh, all this, you know...
1: How old was he when that happened?
2: He was nine. Right? Really? Yeah, nine. Uh, and, uh, you know, all his friends are still playing hockey and everything else. So, you know, you, you, when you're competitive by nature, and you see all your friends still playing, and that's what they're doing, you, I got to jump back in. So he did. He jumped back in for a little while, and uh, he decided he was going to quit again at age 11. Didn't like it. And uh, it was that summer where he decided to be uh, to try goaltending. I was a goalie growing up, and, and uh, so... Um, he was encouraged to you know maybe put the pads on and see how he does. He put the pads on that year it was basically single a hockey it wasn't high hockey I was coaching him that year. We were the second worst team in the league. we were just got off <laughs> Give lots of shots yeah that's what it was and he was the only goalie we didn't have a backup goalie that year and I so I put a lot of eggs in one basket and said, oh well you know I've seen him you know move and he's got good moves and he'll pick it up pretty quick. He had the second best goals against average that year on a second worst place team in the year in the league. Um, so he just steadily climbed from there. And as he saw that he was good at it, that just drove him. That just drove him. So he uh, awesome. yeah, he just continued on that path of wanting to be the best that
0: he could be. I wonder, you're both Canadians by birth. It's the national sport there. Sure. It's a craze. So when your son says to you, and you know you want him to be happy in whatever he pursues, Dad, you know what? I think I'm giving up this game. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. Was that hard? Well, for sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, I grew up playing hockey my whole life, and
2: I still love the sport. I still play, um, you know, at age fifty-two. So that's all I watch, <laughs> you know, pretty much. Still every a goalie? Day. Uh, no, no. I switched. I switched. Goalies
0: always move to another yeah. spot. But
2: anyway, what do you do now, Dave? <laughs> I'm a defenseman now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I moved uh, probably around 19. I didn't get drafted. I'm not near as talented as Mac is. So, <laughs> so I decided to uh, do something where I can actually um, help a team. <laughs> so I played forward for a while, and then I moved to defenseman when I couldn't skate anymore. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, so um, it's, uh, yeah, he, um, he just uh, picked it up, loved it. Um, when he quit, it was, you know, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. But, um, you know, I'm not going to force you to do something you're not going to want to do. I mean, that's just not my nature to do that. But, but, was but I, we was know I there are
0: parents who are pushing, you know, constantly, yeah, right?
2: I was disappointed for sure. Um, you know, my, I've got a – well, actually, now I have three other sons. <laughs> but uh, his brother, um, was a couple of years younger than, uh, than Mac and didn't want sports at all. He didn't have a, a sports inclination whatsoever. And so Mac was really the only one that <laughs> was going to play the sport I loved. And uh, so I was glad he went back in it as a goalie and, and uh, thrived at it. So it was quite a thrill for me to see him get back into it.
0: For both of you, what what advice would you give to people who are listening, who want the best for their children, yeah. see they have some talent, yeah. they have to get past, I say this all the time, that... You're the best player on your block or in your neighborhood because there's a lot of best on the block in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. It really gets difficult as you move forward. But what advice would you give to parents who have sons or daughters Mm -hmm. who are gifted? You want to develop it. You want to cultivate it. Mm -hmm. But there's a big picture you have to think about how difficult it is to get there. Doug, start with you. Well, I I never really it's the same thing as
1: you. Uh, when Damon, when you said earlier, Matt, that uh, Damon was a low draft pick, well, going into uh, his Bantam draft year, I probably, like I just looked at him and said like, you know what, our double A team at the time was not going to be that good. And I said, you know what, and I, I'm I'm a high school teacher, so I thought, you know what, maybe, you know, I don't know if hockey, if he's going to go all the way in this, I, you just don't still know. And So I said, well, hey, why don't you play football? Just play house hockey. And, Totally the opposite of what most people would say. And he's looking at me just going. And so he ended up playing house hockey that year and uh, played football. Then uh, they didn't have a volleyball coach. So I said, well, I'll coach volleyball this year type of thing. Then it was basketball season. Didn't really have a basketball coach. And so he went to the first practice and he was like, you know, giving her and stuff like that. And and at the end of the the, uh, practice, we go home and he looks at me and says, Dad, I don't think I'm going to practice anymore. I don't really like basketball. And I'm thinking to myself, I just committed to coaching basketball. And Now my son's <laughs> not going to be here. This, isn't gonna be, this is going to be it's going to be a long year. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I was probably coaching hockey at the time too. And I thought, well, I'm not going to really say anything right now. I thought I'll just leave it alone. And Damon still tells the story to this day. And uh, then the next morning we we're having breakfast, and I said, "Well, practice tonight." And he's just like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to be there. I'm not going. I don't like basketball." And I said, "Well." That's your decision. I said, I, that's fine. But I said, I don't know what you're going to do because all your buddies are going to be playing basketball for you, and, and you're going to be sitting here by yourself at home. And after school, he comes up and says, yeah, I guess I'll come play basketball. Oh, <laughs> you know, it's one of those yeah. things. So it's you can't force a kid. Like, you, you yeah. always look at it and say, go have some fun. And and uh, at the end of the day, you know what? As long as they're having fun doing what they're doing and giving it all they can and, and just you're cheering them on. Like, you know, i you look at the game last night and we're all in the suite and, and you watch all the dads and like, you know, somebody has a bad play. Hey, rebound from like, let's go. Let's absolutely yeah, like, You're yeah. going to do better next time. Yeah. If there's a goal like, like the thing about it is, is you know, if there was a goal in, on Blackwood last on McKenzie last night, it had to go through the defenseman. It had to go through the foot. There's, there's a lot of other things like, you know, there's just not one guy that you can fault for any one goal. There's a lot of mistakes that happen. Mm-hmm. And I always looked at it and said, hey, if you don't want to do something, like, you know, there's got to be other things a guy can do type of thing. It's just let's let's go have fun while we're doing it. And uh, mm-hmm. and I, I, I encourage that in all three of my kids and uh, even kids at school. Like, I, I I got 29 kids in my home room and sometimes they don't like math that day. I'll tell you that right now. But <laughs> guess what? At the end of the day, like, you know, they always look back and say, hey,
2: I missed you. I miss your class. Like that's,
1: that's what it's all about. You just want to make sure you encourage and have fun.
2: That's the key right there is fun. Yeah, same thing with Mac. That's what I told him all along. Every every year he uh, seemed to move up. He had a steep hill to climb. He went from single A to double A to triple A, and every year I said, "This is a new venture for you." You know, you know we never ever expected you would go from a goalie and Pee single A to Bantam double A to minor midgets triple A. To me, every step was just embrace it, mm. love it, and embrace the moment because this is something you're going to look back on when you're a kid, or when you're in a you know a father. Uh, you're an adult. You're looking back on your, your time, as I've done. You remember those moments. Just keep you know, remembering these moments. Don't forget about them. And then the World Juniors, it was like, wow, this is incredible. Like, this might be the pinnacle of your career, the World Juniors. Like, you made it. Which between, is pretty
0: pretty darn good. That's like, Unbelievable.
2: Uh, getting drafted to, to the OHL, that was, like, unbelievable. Like, you got freaking drafted to the OHL. My dream. <laughs> yeah. you're, living, you're living my dream, but uh, I'm living vicariously through him. And I just kept bringing it back to him every time. You know, he would get put pressure on himself and get stressed out a little bit. Um, but I would really just try to keep it back to, um, you know, just remember these moments. Uh, and you know what? If nothing comes from this, nothing happens beyond this. It's pretty pretty remarkable. Like Team Canada. And then he gets uh, drafted to the NHL. I was like, you got to be freaking kidding me. Like, Are you serious? <laughs> this is, it, like, pinched me, honestly. This is just incredible.
0: Bo- both of your children's second-round draft picks. David, where yeah. were you when McKenzie was selected? I was in the stands with him in uh, Sunrise, Florida. Absolutely.
2: Wouldn't have missed it for the moment. Yeah, it was an incredible. We, uh, we took the whole family down and uh, traveled down. It was, happened to be in Florida. It was a good time <laughs> of the year. So hot as hell, though. for sure. Cow. Yeah. You wow. down there, I bet i uh i i remember leaving the hotel and uh i had my shirt off i had a dress shirt and i wore a t-shirt driving all the way to the rink we had about an hour and a half drive to the where the the uh, draft was held and i had to put my shirt on when i got out of the car <laughs> i didn't want it being soaking wet by the time i walked in but it was <laughs> i think it was a
0: 10 minute walk from the parking lot up and on oh, oh, the humidity oh lord it, it is incredible in florida were you nervous as pick after pick went and now you moved to the second round? Yeah, because we had um, kind of heard through his agent and things like that about where,
2: um, you know, he might end up. Um, there, I mean, you never know if you're going to get drafted at all, right? So um, we kind of had an idea that if he was going to go, it likely wouldn't be until the second round. But, you know, you're still always holding out that the first round might happen. Um, that year was uh, the year that Ilya Samsonov went uh, in the first round, as you know. And know uh, we thought, okay, so we've heard where the rankings are. Max has been, uh, you know, toted as being probably the second or third goalie to go. So, you know, there's a good chance of him going shortly after. Then that night left, it ended. The first round was gone. I was like, oh, okay, you know. And it was the first round on the Friday night type The Friday it? night, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, So that came and went. And uh, we thought, oh, well, you know, um, you know, it, it was, if he gets drafted, I mean, I'm, I'm just, you know, over the moon, that's all that matters. And yeah, second round, um, we kind of had an idea. There was a couple of teams that had um, two uh, picks in the second round. And I thought, I, honestly, I think it was Edmonton and I can't remember offhand, but there was another team. And those kind of came and went. There was a trade that occurred. Ooh, so they George. traded one of their draft picks away and I thought, oh, crap. No, there goes that opportunity. And honestly, the Devils were never even on the board. Like, we had no idea that the Devils were even interested. And so when I heard his name go to the Devils, it was like, Marty Berner, are you kidding me? <laughs> 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 Those are tough shoes to fill. Holy uh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> crap. You know It was it's for, like, for Damon, like, you know,
1: for your, like you know, that's crazy because we went to Pittsburgh. And uh, same thing Friday night. It's it's funny how I'm just laughing listening to your story because uh, on the Friday night, we go in there and you could see, like, we thought, ah, Damon's going to go, but... Like, you know, you just don't know when second, third, yeah. fourth, whatever. Like, yeah. you know, and, and, uh, so then, uh, we go in there on the Friday night, and, but it wasn't hot in Pittsburgh. I'm not kidding. It was just no. nice. <laughs> it was a perfect day. Yeah. And go the first night, and there were some guys that didn't go, and their faces were just like, oh, it's devastating. And man. we were oh, looking at it going, we're yeah. just, we're in Pittsburgh. Like, we're having yeah. fun. Yeah. And so then the, uh, actually, we were there. Uh, Damon's agent also represents Chandler Stevenson, who's now with the Vegas Golden Knights. So we were there with their family, and they're from Saskatoon. And so just having a blast. And uh, so, hey, go back the next day. And and uh, anyway, so uh, Damon had had interviewed. When, when we first pulled in on the Thursday night, he'd interviewed with the Devils. And that was back when Lou Lamorello was with the Devils and so on and so on. So anyways, uh, goes in and has a great interview. He says, you know what? I think I might go to the Devils. I can and there was a couple other teams, but the Devils it seemed like they are really interested. So the second round came, and, and uh, sure enough, double select him with the 60th pick and and uh just the moment was like holy you you hear the name just fantastic and uh and so then uh we went and met with him and stuff like that and then i said well what do you want to do the rest of the day and david says you know what he goes i think the pittsburgh pirates are playing a ball game let's go let's go watch a ball game so we cruised over because it's all like pittsburgh's pretty cool and we went right across on the river we actually took the uh a little boat to cross over to the Pittsburgh oh, yeah. Pirates uh uh ball game and actually got seats like maybe twelve rows right behind home plate. It was beautiful.
0: It's a great it's a great
1: stadium. Great ball. It's beautiful, yeah. Oh, is
0: it like you know, and, mm-hmm.
1: and that day there must have been about four bombs like that. I think Andrew McCutcheon played for the Pirates at the time. He had a bomb, we just like the atmosphere was just like you know, it's just a great day. Like, you know, it was just one of those things and and uh, you just you'll remember that forever. Like it's just oh, such yeah. a yeah, fun time. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Uh earlier you had mentioned the World Junior team and Mitch Marner's on and all yep. those other yep. stars that we talk about now. Neither one of your sons came up with that can't miss label mm-hmm. as we've discussed. So what's it like when they start moving in with those other guys that we've been reading about and hearing about since they're yay big? Mm-hmm. Like you're puffing your chest out like here comes here comes the horse from the outside, right? We're closing
2: fast. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I can still tell you when uh, Mackenzie stopped Connor McDavid on a breakaway. <laughs> <laughs> of course, in the OHL. Oh, I was going to say NHL or OHL. OHL. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you know Connor McDavid remembers that too. Yeah, I guarantee, yeah. right? Oh, I mean, these guys have it. memories. Talk about competition. Yeah, absolutely. F- Chico complaining about a hook that Brian Sutter made 26 <laughs> years, <right>. ago, <laughs> years ago, 36 years ago. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, you don't forget those moments. <laughs> A- a- absolutely. But, yeah. you know, obviously you're proud as dads, but now your sons have kind of cut themselves into the into that conversation, which is pretty cool, right? Is it? Yeah. How did
1: yeah. McKenzie break in? Like when just sort of all of a sudden – I can't even remember what happened there.
2: Uh, well, again, um, no, seriously, he had that steepest curve in, in hockey that you could ever have. Uh, he literally went from single A one year to double A the next year to triple A, where he got drafted to the OHL. And um, his – I think the biggest thing was um, a lot of the scouts, um, what they were seeing in him was, um, because they they talked to us about, you know, how long has he been a goalie? You know, he's starting to really show a lot of good stuff. He's got good size. He's got good technique. So athletic too. Very Mm -hmm. athletic and strong and flexible. And so they saw a lot of the potential. And so even though he, even when he broke into the OHL, he wasn't, you know, really obviously touted from this historical guy in in, uh, Ontario as one of the best goaltenders coming up. Nobody knew him. And he really um, didn't make a name for himself until uh, that minor midget year where he had that one showcase in the OHL uh, Cup um, where he stood on his head. I think it was against the Marlies, um, if I'm not mistaken, where people thought, well, you know, who's this kid from Thunder Bay that... We didn't win, but we played him pretty hard. And I think Mackenzie made something like 40, 40 stops or something like that. And uh, that's when he got noticed. And so it's that one opportunity, that one experience... You know, where had that not happened, who knows where he would have been today, right? I mean, those are those little breaks and those little... We were talking about that last night, actually, as well, uh, with the fathers, how often it's, uh, you know, just those little breaks, those little timings, everything.
1: Yeah, 100%. You know,
2: and uh, you can be a... Thunder Bay produces a lot of great hockey players. Sure does. Uh, it's an incredible hockey It's now town. a
0: goalie factory. You used to talk way, yes. about Patrick Sharp and the Stahl brothers, the Stahls, but now and, yes. Carter Hutton, yeah, uh, yeah. The Matt Murray. Murray. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so,
2: and there's a lot of young kids coming up that are really, uh, so I think they've really helped to um, uh, push for for an, an interest in, in goaltenders in Thunder Bay to come up, but um, but yeah, it's just um, opportunities, and um, you know, if you if you do the right things at the right time, a lot of it's luck. Uh, but you have to have the skill and the hard work behind it, and that's one thing I can say is, Mac just kept grinding out. He just kept working, working his, his butt off, and um, you know, he was people that know him growing up when he was 15, 16, 17, sixteen, seventeen. They'll tell you he was like a gym guru. You know, if he wasn't uh, at school, where he had to be. <laughs> he was in the gym. Look mm-hmm. at well, uh, the size of
1: his legs. Holy yeah. smokes! Yeah, Those things are freaking. That's tree trunks, man. Yeah. Holy yeah.
2: smokes! So where he get that from? Yeah, he just working out. Like Jeez, honestly, he he's built like a freaking tank. I, I mean, tank. he's got some natural, Bull. obviously genetics, but uh, mm-hmm. but he's worked as that.
0: You,
1: his you body. watch yeah. him walk in the and yeah. I'm telling you, what I don't think there's anybody bigger in the
2: team. No, the no he's, huge. he's
0: he's put together. Yeah, no. I mean, they're a big play. Like Damon's big, Pavel's big, Mackenzie's. Big. He's big. Yeah. He likes to show that off, too. <laughs> uh,
1: that's okay. That's all good. But Damon says that he's maybe not as big on the upper body now. Like is he slim back he, a little bit? He stopped bit? working out
2: at the upper body yeah. in the gym. He doesn't do that as much as he used to. Yeah, back yeah. in the OHL, I mean, his arms and shoulders were up to here. His natural weight um, coming home around 18, 19 was about 240. Wow. But, uh, yeah, his playing weight's probably down around 220, 223, somewhere in that neighborhood. Oof. Yeah, so he's got to really watch I only the- only picture 240, 245. Well, yeah, well should, you know what? These guys, like if, when
1: they start working, like the one year they work with a personal trainer, and he freaking got to be like an Adonis, like he got huge. Yeah. And I'm looking at him just going, but then he lost all his flexibility. Like he, he wasn't, flex- yeah. you know, it's there's got to be that fine line there in there. A fine balance mm-hmm. there. Because he, sure. he was too big in the upper body, and yeah. uh, I looked at him like, holy smokes, like- if- yeah, ba- like you know, and so Mackenzie could see. Yeah. he could be like a real jacked up. Maybe that's when he retires or something like that. He'll go be- <laughs> <That> on <could laughs> CrossFit yeah. games or something yeah, like right. that, yes, right? You right, know, yeah. you never
0: know. Where at least he's hoping. a big, big lad though. Like for a goalie, yeah. hey,
1: if there's ever a goalie fight, frick, I'm telling you, McKenzie's gonna light somebody up.
0: Well, and then yeah. you think about it. Chico talks about it all the time, right? Uh, so he covers so much of the net, yeah. and mm-hmm. then he's got the good technique and yeah. the butterfly. And the sh- where do you shoot at? So that's I mean, right, it's yeah. it's a huge natural advantage, but you have to take advantage of your advantage yeah, last few and we'll let you go hey what did,
1: what did they do with that puck when when mckenzie passed it to damon and then oh, uh, question. I don't even did that mckenzie that. get the puck his yeah, first assist his first assist in the uh, NHL. Yeah. yeah we were yeah. talking about that last <laughs> night and so he at mckenzie actually said to me he goes you know he goes I got an assist. <laughs> I was oh, he's yeah. just like, and I looked
2: at him. I said, Oh, I was well, hung-. he made a great pass. I think it was four feet from him to Damon. <laughs> we, we talked a little last night. Damon so- went end to end. <laughs> yeah. I know we but were, we were many. We can get him. We just like,
1: Oh, that was like great play type of thing. And I said, Oh, like, wait till I talk to Blackwood because he's going to be all over. Yeah. It, like, of course, he just smiles and stuff. But then that he was, was talking one heck about- of a play by Damon.
2: That, that was a beautiful rush. Well, yeah, then man, he was talking about was. losing his teeth and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. You know,
1: we were talking away this morning. And, I said to him, I said, who was it the boss of that? And he goes, that freaking guy from the Islanders. He's got just a cannon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ryan <laughs> Poulak. Yeah. yeah. He can shoot that. And Actually, I coached Ryan in a spring hockey team like Damon and him. And Ryan. Oh, that was right, eh? Derek Pouliot was on that team uh, who now was with uh, – but he was with Pittsburgh and Didn't Vancouver. he win the hardest
0: slap shot contest? Yeah, or something he can NBA blast HL it. He, years, he's a got a laser. Days, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. he's had it since he was and like he, eight years old. And he and he caught McKenzie just there where he doesn't like a lot of padding because yes. he wants to be able to see the puck get his or You know that about him, right? Oh, yeah. And oh, so I've so been then, telling
2: him that for years. Yeah. Like, where's your neck guard? Oh, I can't play with a neck guard on. Oh, yeah. Jesus. I know, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. It's hard to watch as a father. Especially a
0: guy like that that can just blast it. Well, that's it. Absolutely, yeah. Well, It's amazing, though, because he's a hockey player. Blood... Trainer pulls it to <laughs> intermission. Doctors pull the <laughs> dentist, pull the three others, and then <laughs> he's going right back in. Yes, yeah, 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 let's yeah. do it. Yeah. it it's took got the third period, eh? Yeah, yeah he did. <laughs> he did. I couldn't believe he came back out. Yeah, it was yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, Doug is referenced that he's a teacher. We, we know that. Yeah. Uh, David, what do you do? I'm a social worker by trade. So yeah. is my wife. Oh, is that right? Maybe she should have done the interview. You have done a lot more. To, <laughs> there to you talk go. About. Yeah. S-
2: specific field? Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm I work with uh, people with intellectual uh, disabilities. We run um, basically a residential uh, service. We support people in the community and uh, with daily living and things of that nature. Yeah. That wonderful, yeah. rewarding work. I love it. It's it's amazing. Yeah. It just uh, it touches all the right spots in your heart, and uh, you know, it's just helping people. People that are vulnerable in our society to really have the best quality of life that they can have. And so it's uh, it's extremely rewarding for
0: sure. I will use yeah. this platform to say we need more funding for people like you to help society, absolutely, right? Yeah, Instead of absolutely. just tossing people aside or just yeah. saying, Oh, we've got to throw them in jail. Yeah. There's a lot of work that needs to be done. Absolutely. But that's that's a podcast yeah. for a different form, yes, a is. different time. Uh so last thing and we'll let you go. Tell us something about Mackenzie that maybe we don't know, or a fun story from growing up that uh, we can share with the audience. Hmm.
1: Cool. <laughs> you want me to go first? Yeah, you, go uh, right. you got one. You I got, got one, one right now.
0: Uh,
1: here's a fun one. And for, for all the all the parents out there that, that'll that laugh at this one, I remember getting a phone call from Damon's coach when he was playing in Kelowna. And uh, he phoned, I think it was a 16-year-old year. So he'd moved, moved out to Kelowna, which is 16 and a half hours away from Malville. and and of course, I couldn't be. We'd gone there once, anyways. His coach Ryan Huska, who now is assistant coach of the Calgary Flames, uh, phones me and says, "And of course, I just got home from school myself." And he says, "You know what, Damon hasn't handed assignments, like two assignments in this class." And I'm like, "Holy, like, what? Are you serious right now?" And he goes, "What do you want to do?" And 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 so, anyways, you could see like he was like, he didn't really want to make that call, but I'm looking at. it and I said, "Husk, I'm going to phone Damon as soon as he gets there." Uh, he's gonna come into your office, and no matter what I say, just agree with whatever I say. And he's just like, "Okay." <laughs> you can just see it was like one of those things. is funny. Anyways, I phoned Damon. He'd actually just picked up Colton Sissons because he gave him a ride, and Colton Sissons now plays for the Nashville Predators. And, uh, anyways, I phoned Damon. I said, just phone says you haven't handed in two assignments. You got to go to his office as soon as you get there." And I said, "Then phone me back." So, anyways, Damon goes in there, and you can. He's probably crapped his pants. There's no doubt about it. Goes in and, uh, and of course I get on the phone. So Huska phones, puts on speakerphone says, yeah, I got you in speakerphone right now. I said, Damon, do you got two assignments? I said, it's a Wednesday night game right now. I said, if those assignments aren't in by Friday, I said, coach Huska has just talked to me and he says, you're going to have to come home because you haven't had any of these assignments. And there's a pause at the other end. And I don't think Husker really agreed with it, but at the same <laughs> point, David just like, okay, Dad, I'll have And and he stayed up. He said uh, after the game that night, stayed up till three thirty in the morning. Got the assignments in the next day. He was at. He wanted to stay in Kelowna that bad. Plays junior hockey, and and it would have been easy for me to make excuses for him, but uh, of course the school teacher me is like, hey, you get that stuff in, and you get that handed. And anyways, Husker, I saw him not that long afterwards, and he's like, do you know how many te- are parents would have said hey it's not their fault they're too busy they're done it and he goes thank you so much for being like supportive you know and, and you know how many times we have to do something like you yeah, maybe you got to give them a little kick in the butt and uh damon's brought that up several times he goes i didn't know And he goes, Husker's looking at me just like this, going, yeah, he's getting shaking his head. And if I see Ryan Husker this day, he still brings that story up. I'll have to ask both of them
0: about that, Damien. Absolutely.
2: For sure, it's a great story.
0: (laughs) Anything along those lines or something
2: different? Oh, geez, Uh, Mac, growing up, he was always a klutz. (laughs) If if you wanted something broken or spilt or something somewhere, he would find it and break it or spill it. It it was uh, just part of his nature. But um, I just say, you know, just a little bit about Mac. Um, One thing I really like about him uh, is he likes to, going back to the Canadian roots, and Northwestern Ontario boy loves to fish. Uh, we used to go fishing all the time when he was a boy, and uh, those are some of the most special memories that I have growing up and uh, bringing him out in my boat and you know, hitting the, uh, you know, the, the dirt path and going off the beaten path to some uh, f- uh, lakes in the middle of the bush. He just loved it growing up as a kid, and uh, it's nice to see him hold on to that passion. I think him and a couple of uh, his buddies last year did a little fly-in fishing trip in the summertime when he had his time off, and so he's continuing on with that
0: little tradition, which is nice to see. That is awesome. Gentlemen, thank you very much for sharing your time with us. It's been a blast. Time has flown. Uh, Doug Severson, thank you very much. David Blackwood, thank you very much. And we look forward to seeing you on this trip and watching your sons play for many, many years. Thanks again. Thanks for having us. Hey, thanks for having us, Matty. And that'll wrap things up on the official Devils podcast. Thanks to all our listeners for your company this time around. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.